Hi, and welcome back to Back of the Bar Talk podcast. I'm your host, Eric Gregg. I am here with Anthony Oliva and Brian Eckley, and we have a f- meaningful football game this week. Woo! And oh, I think hearing you say that <laughs> that that's I like. There's like that small part of me that hadn't quite let it sink in yet, um, just because it hasn't started. But then, like today, I was sitting and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like we're 48 hours away from an actual football game that matters. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I started talking to my wife about it, and she's like, what was like the best part of the day? She's looking and she's like, let's get football foods. Let's make dips and get wings and meatballs, and like, let's do football food for the game Thursday night. And I was like, well, okay. Like, protect her. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Like, let's make a, she's like, let's make a whole party out of the fact that football's back. I was like, let's do it. <laughs> so now I'm sitting here. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for football. Um, it's first off, not just because it's, football but because we've got this pod and obviously football being on is going to give us more content to talk about um the highs lows everything um so we're gonna start we as we've gone through these past couple weeks we've been making our predictions for divisions so today we're going to finish that out we're each going to make a prediction for mvp rookie of the year which i would not be surprised if we all had it the same and then um our Super Bowl pick as well is what we're going to do right now. Um, I will uh, – let's go reverse order from my introduction. So I go me, Anthony, Brian. So, Brian, why don't you go first on your MVP? Stick with just MVP. And we can – this is not a draft. We may overlap here. So I would like to preface this by saying there is a difference between the questions – who do I think will be the MVP and who do I think should be the MVP? Yes. The answer to the former question is Trevor Lawrence. Ah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. The Jags are basically my dark horse team for this year. I love, I love the Jags. I, I have them as like potential 12, 13 win team. Yeah. And you know what? Here, here's the thing about that. It's, it feels weird to, because of that, say that the Jags are a dark horse team it's just because of how stacked the AFC is. <laughs> yeah, like if they were in the NFC, I think they might be my favorite. I really do. Like I think I might have the Jags as a favorite to win the NFC, but unfortunately they're not. They're in the AFC. <laughs> so I get I get that. Uh, Anthony, your, your MVP pick, who you think is going to win MVP? Um, I'm going to come back to something you said, Brian, but I'm going to come back to it after we make our predictions. I. Uh... Honestly, I feel like the MVP and not who I should. I really think that Aaron Rodgers makes a case just with the offensive weapons he has for the Jets. And I love the offensive line. I feel like it's it's very, very strong this year. They're clicking. Everyone's sold on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I do feel stupid because I do feel like I shouldn't dethrone my MVP, which is Patrick Mahomes. But I do feel like Mahomes probably might take a step back, which is that offense. I mean, I think that we can all sit here and agree that um, if the MVP that was voted for was the one that it should be, then every single year it would be Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that's what that was what I was going to bring up. That was like the should be is Mahomes, right? Like that's like yeah. like Mahomes should win MVP every year. That's the. <laughs> He's the best player on the football field. I'm glad Brian gets me. Okay. <laughs> but see, that, that's the thing. Like, people want to look at a new face every year. They want to, like, like go with the, the new talent that's, like, rising. And so it's not Patrick Mahomes every year. <laughs> um, 
God, those were both good picks. Uh, I'll, I'll say it. Aaron Rodgers was mine going in. Um, Anthony said it. I don't want to sound like I'm piggybacking off of him, but Aaron Rodgers was who first came to my mind here. I really like him in that Jets offense. He's only a year removed from back-to-back MVPs. Uh, the last time he had a formidable offense. And I, I know we've had our riffs about him, and I know Brian hates the guy's guts, but the last time that he played under Hackett's offense was an MVP season with a receiver that was dominant, which I think Garrett Wilson. Under Matt LaFleur's offense, but anyways. <laughs> um, but the last time he had an actual true number one wide receiver – that he'll have with Garrett Wilson and a solid run game like he'll have with Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. And as Anthony said, that offensive line and everything, I just think that he'll be able to to get that MVP. I'm going to say this. This is a dark horse pick for me. And I just I, – I don't really have anything to base it off of. Um, I think his biggest hiccup would be trying to limit the turnovers. But dark horse MVP candidate – Jared Goff. I could see that. I, I'm thinking like if the Lions are able to go like 11 and 6 and Goff has like 4,500 yards and 38 touchdowns and 7 interceptions, that his name would sneak into that conversation. I could see um, that. I'm not yeah. saying that's going to happen, but it's like a dark horse like MVP. It, it's, a, it's a good dark horse. Pick. Yeah, like would it. be would be Jared Goff. Um, all right, we'll stay back around. I'll go first. And listen, rookie of the year, I'm taking B. John Robinson. I have no reason not to. I'm a Falcons fan. Their offense is massively run heavy, and he's like the favorite in every Vegas voting thing for uh, offensive rookie of the year. Um, if I had to do a defensive rookie of the year, that one's tougher. Since I did say rookie of the year, I guess we'll do both. Come back to me on defense. I will go around for offense, and then we can come back for defense. So, Anthony, go for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, so, I I want to choose Bijan Robinson. I, I do. I just I feel like there's Tyler, there's Cordero Patterson. Um, I feel like he has a great year. I just and we could see it's like damn. If he would have had more reps, he had more touches, we would have had the MVP this season. And I think that's just what's stopping me. I think Rookie of the Year we're probably gonna get. I'm going to say Jordan Addison. I think that Jordan oh, like, like. is going to open the field a lot for him. He's going to see some touches, and we're going to see some crazy plays from him this season. I like Addison, so I, I that's a good pick. Brian? I, I did go with Bijan Robinson. Yeah. not Like I said, he's kind of the favorite. I figured we'd all kind of be in that similar mindset with him. Um, yeah. What about defensive rookie of the year? I I went with Christian Gonzalez with this one. No, it's a great pick, and I thought, and it made me sick because I thought it was an absolute steal for the Patriots as late as they got him. Um, I thought he was a top ten talent. Makes me sick to my stomach that they picked him up. So you want to vomit? Um, but yeah, good pick, uh, Anthony. Uh so I was really, really close to being. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be a fan. We're going to go Tyree Wilson, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good pick. And I think, I think, uh, 
I think he'll do he'll do wonders because he's playing alongside of Crosby. But then I also think things are going to open up for Crosby because Wilson is there. Right. Um, I think it's kind of double edged in that in that sense. And I just think that the defensive line is it's just a lot better this year than the Raiders have had. And Crosby's eaten with that team. And a lot of people are always down on the Raiders because they're the Raiders. But let's be honest, like when you have someone like Crosby and Tyree, who's known for having that big length where he can get the uh, quarterback, I think it just helps. Crosby does nothing but push Mahomes. And we've all saw in the documentary where he lives in his head rent free. I think Tyree literally gets that side where it just an exposed Mahomes. Um, I think uh, I think people are down on the Raiders because they have episodes like they did today, Anthony. Um, <laughs> I I will I, I will say though, Anthony, like good for you for for being a fan. I wanted to go Emmanuel Forbes, but I I like shied away from it. <laughs> that's my um, dude. Uh, that's my dude. I, I honestly, if you would have said Emmanuel Forbes, I would have been all over it. Like, yes, I feel stupid. I forgot. People were down on that Forbes pick for some reason, and I thought it was a phenomenal draft pick. Like, I like people were like, "Why did they take him?" Like, that's a great pick, and I don't get why people didn't like it. Um, on that note, I'm taking another cornerback. I'm t- picking Devin Witherspoon um, out of Illinois. He played with to the uh, Seahawks. I really like his ability to cover, and I think he fits well in their system. That's a that's a good pick, and he also what what's the Woolen, right? Like yeah, being being, being aside, uh, being bes- uh, opposite Woolen, that's I that's going to make it difficult for quarterbacks. To yeah, they've got a well. solid secondary. Like their defense will carry them far. Like will carry them this year. Um, and then like if Gino can just like not be dumb, then they'll be serviceable. Um, all right, now now the now the big one now. Now we get to choose who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, who wants to go first on this one? Bengals, Eagles. Okay, so in almost of last year. Yeah, and that's that's literally the thought process I had because I was thinking to myself at first I was thinking, well, Chiefs and Eagles again. But right. then I thought, but then I thought, no, that, like the odds of that happening two years in a row is just like astronomical. So then I thought something's got to be different. It, it's almost like it, it, it's always different somehow. Right. And so I thought, well, the next likely AFC one is Bengals. Yeah, I don't hate that, Anthony. I'm just gonna stick with it because I think the team is healthy now and they can afford to run all day again. I'm gonna go with uh, Chiefs and Niners. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's on the surface, the same as mine. And my reasoning behind that is the same as yours. Like if the Niners stay healthy with the amount of defensive players that the Eagles lost, um, I think their defense takes a little bit of a step back. Um, I don't think they're bad by any means. I think they probably get a one or two seed in the NFC, but like, I, I think when it boils down to the end of it, I think I like the 49ers and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Brock Purdy. But I also didn't think Jimmy G was good, and they almost beat the Chiefs with him as their quarterback. So I'm not going to say they can't get to the Super Bowl because Brock Purdy is their quarterback. Um, but I, this 49ers, um, on Brian's note about it being different, I think if it's different in the uh, in the AFC, 
The only real choice that I can see it really being different for is Cincinnati. Like, I think that's the back and forth we're seeing right now. Um, but in the NFC, like, I, I picked the 49ers, so that's the difference there. But, like, there's almost, like, that part of me that's, like, what team is going to super surprise us this year? Like, what team in the NFC is going to be, like, that run to the top? Uh, I'll, I'll say it because I don't really think it's biased because I think this is accurate. But kind of like Atlanta was when they went to the Super Bowl. Like, no, nobody expected Atlanta to, to, to make a Super Bowl that year. They were not even remotely talked about. Uh, I don't think anybody had them really making the playoffs. And then all of a sudden they make this wild run to the Super Bowl. And so it's like, what, what team, what team might, could, could potentially that, is it the Lions? Did the Lions do enough to turn around and make that run? Like, I can who, see that. Yeah, like that's the team that pops in my head. That's that's not yeah. a prediction for them to make it. But the thing about the Lions, I think, is that people look at the overall statistics of the year and they see the Lions at thirty-two for defense. But there was a there was a tale of two defenses for the Lions last year. Like towards the end of the year, that defense was starting to come together. Yes, and they made some good draft picks. Um, I love their coach, Dan Campbell's absolutely amazing. Um, so it just like, it boils down to me. It's like, who is that this year? Who makes the, who makes the jump that shocks everybody in the NFC? I don't think we can see that in the AFC because I think it's so stacked. Like we're not going to be surprised by Kansas city. We're not going to be surprised by Cincinnati. We're not going to be surprised by Buffalo. We're not going to be surprised by Jacksonville as we've just talked about here. We're not going to be surprised by Baltimore. Like those are teams that we're expecting to be good. So I don't think there's like a surprise jump in the AFC, but I could see a surprise jump in the NFC that we're not expecting. Uh, I, I feel strong about that way with Chicago. See, I love Chicago and they're my bold prediction to make this the playoffs this year, but I don't think that they, I don't know that I see a Super Bowl run out of them. No, I, think I can see it more out of the Lions. If we're just if we're just talking about a team that has a chance to be the surprise team, then I I I can see the Bears being a pick for that. Well, I mean, in in, in defense, like like a few years back, Anthony, you remember this when we first started trying to do these pods, we did this, and my pick was my surprise playoff pick was Cincinnati, and then that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. My surprise playoff pick this year is Chicago. I don't know that I, I don't know that I see enough to say, okay, Super Bowl. But like also because they're in the NFC, it makes you sit back and kind of go, well, why not? Yeah. Like, you know, like why I mean, if they can make the playoffs in the NFC, then then why why not? The conference isn't stacked. Like why not the Bears? Um Anybody but Dallas. Um, and really Philadelphia. I'm really sick of them. Their fans have been so bitchy since they lost the Super Bowl. It's got on my nerves. Um, not and actually, no, not just their fans. The players. The amount of excuses the players have come out with has irritated me. Like, just shut up. You lost. Um all one right. Three, one three quarters of it, but that's not enough. <laughs> that doesn't that does as 
an Atlanta fan, let me let you know that that does not matter. No one cares. <laughs> um, so, so now we get to pick some football games. There's actual games for us to decide who we think is going to win. So let's just start with the first one. Thursday night. Who's winning this? Really? Well, do you not think Kelsey being potentially out makes a difference? No, I don't. Kelsey and Chris Jones. Like, you don't think that makes a difference at all? I think this is an absolute shootout. Here's the thing about about it being a shootout. The there was a shootout once upon a time in 2018. Yes, correct. That was 54 to 51. God, it was between <laughs> it was between the Chiefs at 51 versus a Rams team that was quarterbacked by Jared Goff at 54. All right, I'm gonna say this because yes, but that Rams team was better than this Lions team. I don't know that we can say that for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that that's definitely wrong, but I don't know. Like we're looking at week one of the season right now. I don't think that we can say that for sure just yet. True. I'm picking the chiefs. I think it's ridiculous to say the lions don't have a chance. The chiefs are only favored by five. They're not even getting a full touchdown. This this game will be closer than Anthony thinks it's going to be. Let me put it this way: if I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, so I'm never ruling out the opportunity for a blowout. But I think this game will be closer than Anthony thinks it's going to be. I just feel like there's so much change that happened with the Lions and Mahomes. Yeah, he doesn't have Kelsey. He doesn't have Chris Jones. I just still think that Andy Reid is still more organized than what the Lions can provide. Well, yeah, I mean, Andy Reid's the best coach in the NFL. So, I mean, there's obviously that. But, like, when you boil down to the other things, yes, obviously the Chiefs have the better quarterback. But the Lions have far better receivers, especially if Kelsey is out. The Lions have probably a better running back I don't I don't know I haven't seen Gibbs enough to like you know I saw him in college I don't know and and, and I like the guy in the Chiefs I can't remember his name for some reason right now um I I like him so he's solid and then so to me it boils down not completely boils down but comes down to also somewhat the defense and I don't know that with certainty that the Lions defense isn't better than the Chiefs defense that, that's where I'm sitting at right now, too. And, like, if the – I am picking the Lions for, for the giggles and grins. Um, well, that would be your upset pick of the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, if if Chris Jones was going to be there, I would not pick the Lions. I didn't even I didn't even know about the Travis Kelsey thing, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah he hyper, and he's not for sure out. He's questionable. He hyper-extended his knee in practice today. So he's uh, questionable. He's not 100% sure that he's going to be out. And obviously, I think that tilts the line a little bit because I can't name another receiver for the Chiefs. Oh, Justin Ross. Marcus is Tony is Tony healthy for Week One? Yes. Okay. Potentially helpful. Um, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, that's what Anthony just said. But I knew that he was dealing with an injury too. But he said that he's available for Week One. I did not know that he was available for Week One. Um, Valdez Scantling was basically useless last year, so I'm not really counting him. 
Um, but point being, I'm picking the Chiefs. I do think they win this. I just think it's – I don't think it's a blowout. I think we're looking at like a – and you, Anthony, you're going to say that is a blowout. Like I'm, I think we're looking at most like a 10-point game. That's not a blowout, but I... – Like I think that's what we're looking at. Like I don't think this is some 28-point throttling by the Chiefs. Um, because I don't think their defense can – like, I think the Lions' offense is good enough to, to withstand that. I think it's high scoring. I think we're looking at, like, 42-32. Um, now I'm just going through what I'm looking at my phone here, so that's the order that I've got. Um, Bengals-Browns. got some things to say about this one. Who wants to go first? The thing that gets me about this one is that it's a, a division game, <laughs> right? They, 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 this, there's something about. I, I want to check this for sure, but like the the Browns seem to to do pretty well, surprisingly against the Bengals. <laughs> I I'm going to say this: the Bengals are the better team. I think nobody here disagrees with that. But Joe Burrow isn't playing. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah, Burrow's playing. I've, I've saw that they've shown optimism that he might play, but Joe Burrow uh, was Joe Burrow was in full pads at practice yesterday. Really? Okay. Yeah, really? Joe Burrow's been in full padded practices for like the last like five days. Joe Burrow's playing this game. The issue for me is Joe Burrow has never beat the Browns except last year in the week eighteen. They always he always loses to the Browns. And most of the time, it's in a blowout. Like, he gets blown out by the Browns. And so, to me, it's like, I want to pick Cincinnati. Like I said, I don't think any of us think that Cincinnati is not better than the Browns. I think we all agree Cincinnati is the better football team. Yes. But, like, there's just that part of me that's like, does that matter? Like, is there just something about Cleveland that they can't? It, it's they can't the run game. Them? It's the run game on both ends of the ball. They they run the ball. The Browns run the ball well, and that keeps Joe Burrow on the sideline. And then when Joe Burrow is not on the sideline, they're one dimensional. Joe Burrow has to has to throw a lot. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I think I think that's that's really accurate. The thing is, just like I don't. I mean, the Browns secondary that good. Like, I don't. I'm picking Cincinnati because I, I'd feel dumb if I didn't. But not, you know, the Browns are more scary than I think they're being taken for in this game, especially um, given the fact that it's in Cleveland. I don't think the Browns are good. I've seen a I lot of on them this year, and I just don't. I don't think they're good. I am not one to bet against Joe Burrow, so I am also picking the Bengals. But I, I totally understand the the hesitation. Yeah. Um. Anthony, are you taking Cincinnati with the news that Burrow is playing? Yes. Okay. Um, the next one is the Panthers at the Falcons. I am taking the Falcons with not a single drop of confidence. <laughs> not, not even an ounce of it. Um, maybe that changes as the season goes on, but I have decided that I'm going into this year assuming we are losing every game. Um, despite the fact that I think we're winning the division, I'm going to go into every game assuming we're going to lose it. Um, <laughs> Trying to balance it out. <laughs> the quote MJ, expect disappointment and you'll never be disappointed. 
So I'm just going to run with that for 18 weeks this year. Um, and just, and if we happen to make the play playoffs, I'll run with it for 19 weeks this year and just so on and so on. <laughs> there's our, there's our um, speaking agent geek crossover. Yeah, crossover to our other pod. Uh, shameless plug speaking agent geek <laughs> our uh, pop culture pod that we run every week as well please follow and listen if you are following and listening to this one um is anybody picking the panthers here is anybody want to not be friends with me anymore good answer no brian don't sh- <laughs> i said no okay but I, you thought about it. i feel like you were like mm, do i want to be friends with <laughs> no me? no really like i i'm not i wasn't that impressed with with bryce young in the preseason so i'm not picking him no and i don't i don't overly love the panthers roster outside of bryce young either like everybody's like they got adam thielen and uh dj Chark. Which, is, which is a good pickup but is it he, it he was a great he, pickup he, in 2014 <laughs> I I didn't say it was a great pickup. I said it was a good one. <laughs> I just I just feel like if your your solution is we got rid of DJ Moore but we added Adam Thielen and DJ Chark, you've you've lost. That's fair. <laughs> you you're on the losing end of that. Um, I think we're all going to be the same on this one, despite the fact that one of these is I guess a little bit more of a historical laughing stock. Cardinals at Washington. Washington. Washington easy. I don't think this is even close. The only thing that disappoints me about this is that this will not be the game on which to justify the the Sam wagon. Right, right. Because like he's like even if he lights it up, you're like okay, but it was like a college team, so like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't. I mean, they played a they had a bye week essentially, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> How, how come we didn't get to play in week one? So nobody's picking the Cardinals as their upset week one. Got it. I'm just my interest as we track through this as we go as we go through this every week with the pod is when's the first week one of us picks the Cardinals to maybe win a game? Like when do we, when are we like ooh maybe it's this week and uh, it's not now it's not this one let's let's see <laughs> that's a, that's something to keep track of yeah we're gonna track our cardinals watcher when do we think they win their first one <laughs> week two week three 2024 we'll see um uh texans texans ravens i was a bit tempted to pick this as an upset as well um, z's. <laughs> Um, I'm not, uh, but we are doing, uh, so like I'm set, we have two segments that we're going to do during our picks today. Uh, Brian used his on Thursday night for his upset pick. That was his upset pick. And that's just taking the team that's not favored. Um, and then our other one is a bold, bold prediction pick. And that's, that's different than an upset pick. Um, I'm leaning towards thinking my bold prediction is that the Texans win this game. Um, or so you're, so you're saying you have another upset pick? Well, no, because this isn't my upset pick because I'm I'm picking the Ravens to win this game. Oh, I see. My so bold prediction bold is okay. Okay, the Lions, not the Lions, the Texans win this, or they keep it outrageously close. It, the Ravens don't win this comfortably, and that the yeah. Texans are in it. Um, I, I, think I, the Texans I have, have a good one on this one. Okay. You have the same feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't, I don't think this is something where it's like, oh, the Ravens have Houston, so this is an easy win for them. 
Like, I think this game is a lot more challenging for Baltimore than, than they're thinking it's, than, than it really anybody's thinking it's going to be. I'm not picking it. I'm not picking Houston. I think Baltimore wins it, but I don't, I don't think they win it with some like wildly easy path. Um, Buccaneers, Vikings, the Vikings, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think the Buccaneers are like Cardinals bad, but I don't think they're good either. Um, I think they've got like a lot of talent in some positions that'll keep them in games. Um, but then also like Baker Mayfield's their quarterback. So <laughs> like, then you've got the flip side of it. Um, I don't think they win zero games, but I think they win like six or seven games. And I don't think this is one of them. Um, Titans Saints. This is probably our toughest one since the opener. Yeah, I, um, I don't even know where to begin with this one. <laughs> because I think both of these teams are going to be bad, but I also think both could be like hovering around the 500 spot. I'm I'm leaning towards saying the Titans on the on the uh, the the reasoning that um, I. I don't expect the Titans to be challenging the Jags because I, I have the feeling that they're not going to stay healthy, but going into week one healthy, I could see them winning this game. Yeah. I'm picking the Titans cause fuck the saints, but um, <laughs> of course, but like, I understand the reasoning and like, I just think like overall, I think the Titans are a little bit better. I think the saints have the better defense. Um, but I think one, I think the Titans are significantly better coached than, than the saints. And then I just think there's like some areas. Um, but I think this game is wildly close too. like, I, I, I think it boils down to the end. I could definitely see New Orleans winning it. I'm just picking the Titans because I think they, they're slightly better. Uh, I'm going to go with the saints this one and, Mine is just I know how Derek Carr. I know how well prepared Derek Carr can be. Okay, but it's Derek Carr. We also know how bad he can be. Yes. He either starts off really, really hot or he ends the season really, really bad. So I, I just I think that this is the probably the game. I, I'd put money on Carr. Okay. Um I feel like this next one's gonna be really easy. <laughs> um Jaguars Colts. Oh, yeah, the Jags. We're all taking the Colts, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, um, I, I have the Jags as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, and, like I don't think Anthony, anybody... Rich, Anthony Richardson's going to come out of this game like RG3 against the Saints in his rookie year. <laughs> uh, Brian, I don't remember that. What do you mean you don't remember? I really, don't remember, you don't remember that? No, so I, what do you don't remember that? <laughs> I don't remember the RG3's game against the Saints his rookie year. I do he not. Was, it, was week, it was week one, and nobody expected it to happen, but Washington beat the Saints in week one Oh, in RG3's rookie no, season. No, RG3's a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. Yeah, well, I, I said it. I Well, I don't know if I agree with you yet. But uh, um, <laughs> when he was healthy, RG three is better than Anthony Richardson. Obviously, for his career, Anthony Richardson might be better if he doesn't get injured every other play. RG RG three was different when he was healthy. I, I think people really, really just remember him from when he was not the same after his injury. Yeah, RG three yeah. was RG three was a different phenomenal healthy. Yeah, <laughs> RG three was a 
like could have been a like once in a generation talent. Oh, for sure. Yeah, That's I why think I think he's better than Anthony Richardson. I think we we're looking Richardson at might have the better career. Not as like crazy like pass wise, but I think we we're looking at like Patrick Mahomes, like when it came to athletic leaving the pocket, throwing the ball down the field. That's what we were gonna see with RG three. Yeah, I think so too. And then Mike Shanahan screwed it up. Um, well, oh, hey, 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 we're not going to blame Mike Shanahan here. Everything is Dan Schneider's fault. Everything. A lot. Um, but yeah, Jags. I don't think I don't think Indy has any chance to win that game in the slightest. Forty um, Niners Steelers. They're at Pittsburgh. Niners. This is, this is my upset pick. Oh, um, I like it. I, I'm i high on Pittsburgh this year. I think if Kenny Pickett takes that next step that I think he can take, I have them as a sleeper playoff team in the AFC. I like Pittsburgh this year. It's in Pittsburgh. And I think that Pittsburgh always comes out in week one and just surprises whoever they play. Like two years ago, they beat the Bills like week one or two. Last year, they beat Cincinnati in week one. Like I just think they come out prepared because Mike Tomlin is so good. And he's a better coach than the overrated coach on the other sideline. Oh, my God. I I also like the Steelers this year, but I'm picking the 49ers for this game. Uh, Anthony's picking the 49ers because he's got a boner for Kyle Shanahan. I honestly, I don't see the, I do see the hate with when it comes to the plays that. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'll just I'll give Falcon fans a pass when it. Well, comes you should to- give Niners fans a pass too because he choked that one away. Yeah, he choked it. Okay. Yeah, he did. Why are you passing it in the fourth when you've got a 10-point lead and running has worked the entire game? It's the same thing he did in Atlanta. It's the same thing. He tries to get fancy. He did it, he did it in he Atlanta. And he chokes okay. the game he, away. He completely did it in Atlanta all himself. When Julio Jones made that catch on the sideline, you run it up the middle three yep. times, kick and a his, field goal, and his win the game. head couldn't say anything. The head coach could not say anything. He said, yep, you know what? Oh. No, this is, no, no. This, this is your First game. First off, don't think I'm defending Dan Quinn. You know how much I hate him. This is not a Dan Quinn defense. They both screwed it up. But Shanahan was involved in it, and the fact that he did the exact same thing again in San Francisco, the exact same thing, blew a double-digit fourth-quarter lead by going away from what was working to look fancy. I honestly just think that it, it goes both ways. There's an offense, there's a defense, and if you can't fucking contain it, it wouldn't even matter. Kyle Shanahan is Sean Payton. Oh, he's a phenomenal regular season coach. He went into the playoffs, right? I mean, makes some solid NFC championship games. One Super Bowl that he didn't win. Where, where's his success? Where is it? Where's the success for Kyle Shanahan? Nick Soriano has just as many Super Bowl appearances in less years. Like, where's like, show me the success Shanahan's had outside of the regular season. Hold on, hold on. We're not fighting over like if the Eagles have a top coach. Like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I was using him as an example. Shanahan's a better coach than that. He's not a top five coach. No. Okay. He. I. I just. I. I really. I really don't see this argument and. Believe me, one of these ones will go on forever, and we'll take time to do this. But let's go back to the thing that started this. Do you really think Shanahan's a better coach than Mike Tomlin? 
No, I, I don't think. Okay, that was what started. You scoffed at me saying Tomlin was the better coach than the one side. Tomlin is a better coach than Kyle No, Shanahan. it's you continuing to take jabs at Shanahan. Because he doesn't succeed when it matters. Yeah, like Tomlin has been doing it. Oh, wait, he, yeah, you know, okay. Tomlin took Ducky Hodges to the playoffs. Okay, yeah, that's a made-up character from a children's book. I'm just, I'm listening. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he what? took him to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> a fairy came to him and granted him one spell to like he take Ducky Hodges and Mason Rudolph to the playoffs. Those aren't, those are, I saw them in a Santa book. Those aren't <laughs> real characters. I just, I, I just, I really don't see the hate Shanahan gets. Like, Tomlin has only one ring. Like, are, are we really doing this? Like, we're really going to say. But Tomlin oh, you know has what? succeeded with less talent. Shanahan has. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me. When Tomlin won the Super Bowl, he had less talent than what? No, no. Okay. I'm saying he's okay. had successful seasons with less talent. Well, I mean, that really depends on the organization. Like, Shanahan is what? He's basically the GM. I know that they hired a yeah, GM. Shanahan today, has but a lot of say with the He's basically obviously. the say of the organization. Tomlin, it's, hey, you know what? This is a committee-run organization. As long as you guys continue to have me, we're gonna have money and winning success. That that's literally the uh, the whole organization saying, uh, like we're gonna let Tomlin do his work. We're not gonna mess with it, and we're just gonna fund this guy. We're not arguing at all when he does something stupid. When we lose a star, you know, and we never hear of Tomlin having any faults. Like if anything bad, if he ever has a bad season, we're just gonna say, oh, you know what, he didn't have anyone. It's like no, fuck that. If anyone else were to have the same same leash that Tomlin had, I'm pretty sure like we would see a lot more success. I- I've not seen any other coach in the league like Tomlin where he could fail and still look fucking great doing it. But Tomlin hasn't failed. He's never been below 500. Tomlin has not, by definition, failed. Before Burrow was in that division, you tell me how... How how strong was it? Didn't they always win it? I saw how strong, how strong was the Steelers? Uh, how strong were is anyone else in that division until Burrow got in there? Okay, not, but they always won it. I don't understand the point you're trying to make. I'm trying to make that Shanahan has McVay on his ass every single second that he's been in there. Like it's they sucked I, last year. They sucked last year, but you still have to compete. It's Who's one up? Who's one up? It's literally the Andrew Luck, RG3 conversation between Shanahan and McVay every second that they're in that division together. It's always been a just a shit show. I, I just really think that we're not appreciating what Shanahan has given You're us. Also, right so much on the trap of me saying overrated means that he's bad. You're also you're falling right into that trap of thinking that that's what I mean. And I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan's a bad coach because a bad coach doesn't make the NFC Championship game consistently. Like he does, he's no, overrated. That, that's not what you've been saying, though. You've been taking. I have never once said he's a bad coach. I said he chokes in big moments. He does. Same thing with Sean Payton. He's not a bad coach. He's overrated. I, I think Sean Payton is a bad coach, but yeah. You, I'm not going to defend Sean Payton, so I'm not touching that one. I don't feel like defending him, so I don't want to do it. Um, 
I don't. I'd like to hear your reasoning, but I don't. I don't think Punchon Payne's bad. Saw what he said to Wilson today, but yeah. Well, I think he's a dick. I don't think he's a bad coach. <laughs> <laughs> Those are different. <laughs> um, I think he's a giant asshole, but I don't think he's a bad coach. I do think he's overrated. I think they talk about him like he's a top five coach all time, and I think I would take Kyle Shanahan as an Atlanta Falcons fan. I would take Kyle Shanahan seventeen thousand times before I took John Payton. Um in every heartbeat of a second. I would take Kyle Shanahan in that scenario. I think he's a much better coach than Sean Payton is. Um, Ooh, I'll say this. This will make you feel better. I'll take, I would take Kyle Shanahan a thousand times before I took Bill Belichick. Okay. I feel better. Yeah. I was like, this will make you feel better. I would gladly take Kyle Shanahan as my coach before I took Bill Belichick as my head coach. Yeah. You're welcome. Feel better. (laughs) Uh, speaking of feeling better, do you think you beat the Broncos? No. <laughs> no, <Definitely>. okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really, really down on my Raiders this year. And after hearing the news of Chandler Jones, who's never had a freaking ego since I've seen him in the league. Go absolutely. He's going to blow shit. out. Like he went fucking full on AB today and it was disgusting. Oh. Uh. Like oh, there, cool. there's no hope for my Raiders and the fact that Crosby can make me feel like there is like something good there, like makes me really scared. Like, man, you, you must, you must be doing something right. Like you just keep to yourself and I feel bad for you, but no, I, I don't have any faith in my Raiders and Chandler Jones just really destroyed any like little hope of glimmer that I had, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I'm picking Denver. I'm. I'm not even going to ask Brian because I. I don't need to know that he's picking Denver. <laughs> um, Brian, is there a team that you hate more than uh, Las Vegas? I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we thought about it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I. I, I hate them a little bit less. Um, since they got rid of Gruden? Since what? Since they got rid of Gruden? Since they got rid of Gruden, um, since becoming, since like getting warmed up to Washington again. Right. Like and uh, and since, and since I took a trip across country from Portland to, to the East Coast and we went through San Francisco mostly, but Oakland's right there, of course. So we right. kind of like saw a tiny bit of Oakland. I was not impressed. And then when and then we went to Las Vegas and I was very impressed and I was like, okay, I, I don't hate the move anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> like, for no, I get it. Um, good for them. <laughs> Brian was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> how, how, how could you dare leave your home? And he's like, Ooh. Oh no! I get it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I was mad at you guys at first, but ugh. <laughs> um, I think Oakland this has, has a nice personality to it. Uh, I think this potential has the potential to be quite possibly the best game of the weekend. But Dolphins Chargers. You know, I I I heard a take recently that this is the game that not that people are not talking about enough. I could agree with that. Like, I, I, I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I'd say that I was, I'm hoping it's televised here, but I have Sunday tickets, so I don't care. Um, I'm going to watch it regardless, but 
like I think it's going to be a real like I think this is like like I said potential to be the best game of the weekend in terms of just excitement and thrill factor um, I'm taking the Chargers because I think they have the better team and they're at home that's my reasoning they're at home and I think they have like the slightly better roster I like Miami but I think Chargers roster is better Miami has the better coach and that might bite the Chargers in the butt because their coach is so bad. Yeah, that's that's the exact <laughs> same thought process I have. Um, that's the thing that's making me teeter on this one. Um, yeah, the, the the better coach is with Miami, the better roster, and not by much, but the better no. roster, the better rosters uh, in LA. I think LA has a slightly better defense, and I think they have a much better quarterback. Yes. Um, I think Miami has the better receivers. I think Chargers had the better run game. Um, I think offensive lines are probably pretty even. And it really could boil down to what coach calls a better game. And if it's that, then Miami's winning it. Um, bottom three coach for me for the Chargers. I think I, mean, I think he's so bad. <laughs> um, but I'm picking the Chargers just because I think like Herbert, I think ha- Herbert has, like he's that guy. Yeah, so I think, yeah. I think he just. I think he wills this to a victory. Yeah, I think. I think Herbert's kind of just not by much, but just like a little tad underrated because he just kind of feels like that quarterback that we like overlook a lot. But then wherever we look at him, we're like, oh yeah, he's he's freaking good. <laughs> Burrow won. Um, Burrow Herbert won me over last year. I mean, I was kind of a Herbert supporter before, but the play that he made right after he fractured his rib. Um, I don't know if anybody else remembers it, but yeah, he fractured his again. rib against the Chiefs, and yeah. he went back out a couple plays later, and Chris Jones absolutely leveled him, and he dropped a pass into Mike Williams' arms from like 65 yards out that landed right over the defender into Mike Williams' hands, and I was like, that's, that's elite level play. Like it was like that moment. I was like, "That's that's an elite quarterback pass." Um, I remember uh, Anthony, uh, Jason. I, uh, he was talking in the chat at the time, and he went off about how phenomenal of a play that was. Yeah. And he's a, like, he's a Chiefs fan. He was like, "Oh my god, that might be the best pass I've ever seen." Like, I, <laughs> I remember, like everyone, just because the Chargers weren't didn't have a huge high win, you know, right we're kind of giving Herbert like the treatment. And I'm like, out of anyone in this league who deserves a fucking pass, it's this dude right here. And when people actually saw that play, they're like, yeah, okay, never mind. Like like this kid, (laughs) this kid can play. Like it was like, it was like that moment where I was like, okay, I was supporting him before, but like that was the moment where he completely won me over as like, this guy is surefire top five quarterback in the NFL. And I, I'm not about to hear otherwise. And I have from other people that told me it's not top 10, but I'm not about to hear that. Um, so I'm picking the Chargers because I just think that he's able to elevate them to that status. Um, the next one is Eagles-Patriots. This game's not close. No. Um, no, I think Patriots win this one going away. I'm kidding. I think the Eagles win this in a blowout. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think it's close. I think they feast on Mac Jones. Um, I don't think Zeke gets going at all. Um, 
I don't think the Patriots have an answer for Jalen Hurts, and I don't. I'm not a big Jalen Hurts guy, but I don't think they have an answer for answer for him at all. Um, I just I don't think this is competitive. I think I think this is Eagles easy. Anybody think differently? Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, Packers Bears Bears. I do have the Bears winning this, and I. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel really, really strong about them this year. I'm so excited to watch this game. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I said, they're my surprise playoff pick. Like Bears. I think the Bears won this game. I think they are better than the Packers. Their owner is in New York now. Like he's moved, so they don't have to worry about that. Um, <laughs> and so I think I I think they win this one. I I'm I'm gonna pick the Bears, but I also think that this. We, it seems like every year we, we get the Packers and the Bears in week one, and it's like been for so long uh, a shitty matchup. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I think this is going to be a, a fun matchup this time. Um, yeah, I think so too, and I, I love Justin Fields. I think he's got a chance to uh, – I don't think the NFL has like a most improved player, but if they did, I think he would win it. Um. I'm excited for them. I think DJ Moore like escalates Fields play to a whole nother level. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for Chicago. So I think, I think they take this one against a Packers team. That's kind of trying to figure out what their next move is and uh, whether they struck gold three times in a row or not. Um, Rams Seahawks. Um, I want to lean Seahawks just cause like Cooper cups, not playing. But I also oh, just like I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he, out. He's like I I considered Rams over Seahawks as a possible upset pick, but right. now you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, like it's like like I like the Rams. Like I still I think they're better. I think they're better this year than they were last year. But I still don't think like I don't think they're the Super Bowl team that they were two years ago anymore. So I just I think, I think the yeah. Rams is a, I think the Rams are another one of those teams where it's just like well if they can stay healthy then they can perhaps be relevant. But uh, how often are they doing that? Yeah. <laughs> um, Anthony Seahawks or Rams here? Uh, I have the Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sunday night football is the Cowboys versus the Giants. I'm gonna say this. That's what I'm going to say about this. I'm picking them, but the Cowboys better win this game. Because if they lose this game, I think the world explodes. Like, I think the expectations for Dallas are so high this year. Like, I, I and I don't just mean from Dallas fans. I think people are looking and saying, like, that team won 12 games last year. Like, if they walk in completely healthy with the additions of Brandon Cooks in the receiver room and the addition of Stefan Gilmore and their defensive backs, and they walk into this game against the Giants and they lose, I think it's a bad look. I think it's a terrible start to their season. Whereas I think, like on the flip side of that, I think if the Giants go in and they lose this game, okay. On to the next one. But I think for Dallas, with the expectations that they have, with the additions that they had in the offseason, they have to win this football game. I agree with that, and it makes me really, really want to pick the Giants. 
because <laughs> because somebody has to be down on the Cowboys, okay? Every fucking year they have hype. And you know why they have hype every year? Because they never prove it. <laughs> they never turn the hype into achievement and status. Somebody has to be down on them. I want to pick the Giants, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, me neither. I'm going to root for the Giants. But I'm not picking the Giants. Um, but I'm with you, and I think it was you, Brian, that said, I still love it to this day, the quote that was like, the Chiefs don't have hype, they have status. Yes. And I love that. It was like, oh, the Chiefs have hype this year. No, they don't. It's the Chiefs. They're just good. <laughs> the Cowboys have hype. And yeah. like you said, it always turns into disappointment. <laughs> um, so I would love to see the Giants win this game, but I don't think they do. I think, I think Dallas wins this game. Um, and then we finish out Monday night with the uh, Bills at the Jets. Um, and I've gone back and forth a billion times on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what um, to do that with. Because <laughs> uh, really I want to pick the Bills because it's like, okay, the Bills are to, – to, to say what you said, like the Bills in terms of like comparatively to the Jets, the Bills have the status. Like they're, they've won a lot over the past two years with Allen at quarterback. The Jets haven't won anything ever. Um, but then like there's also like, but Aaron Rodgers is there now. And does that make and them? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does have status. Right, right, exactly. Aaron Rodgers does have status. So it's like, do I want to take the guy that loses to the Bengals in the playoffs every year or the guy that loses to the 49ers in the playoffs every year? <laughs> um, and so you got really boiled down. To, um, I already picked an upset, but if I, I'm going to pick a second one, I'm taking the Jets to win this football game. Same. I feel I, like this is oh, like oh, a bad interception that Josh Allen gives away to the Jets, and they yeah. walk out. Yeah, I think the defense for the Jets is the difference maker here. Like you know, I think Rodgers plays well, but I think the defense is the difference maker. It's interesting you say that because I'm also picking the Jets and I'm doing it because of my bold prediction for, for the weekend. Um, I looked up, I looked this up Um, over his career. Josh Allen has been sacked almost two times per game. I think he gets sacked at least four times this game. That's my bold prediction anyways. Maybe I shouldn't put it as I, I, I think that's what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, I think prediction. that's what – the way that I view a bold prediction is it's something you're saying that you think could happen, but you're not actually saying it's going to happen. Like my bold prediction is the Texans beat the Ravens, but I'm not picking the Texans to beat the Ravens. Like it's, it's a bold prediction. I don't know that it's going to happen, but if I had to say something outrageous that I think could happen, it's that. Well, then up it to at least five times. Five times? That's outrageous. <laughs> um, all right. Now, uh, to finish out the episode, we are going to uh, just kind of talk about our fantasy teams and our expectation uh, for the years. Uh, for the year. Anthony, I'm in a couple with you. Brian, I'm in one with you. Um, just kind of talk about how we're feeling. And whether we think, like, I mean, I'm obviously going to do better than Brian, um, as I always do in that league. Um, that's not that's not me bragging. That's fact. No, um, it's it is. It's definitely. I've been better than you every single year. <laughs> like, 
Maybe not year one when we had like 18 God, users. Damn it, Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's let's uh let's go let's let's just look. Well, I'll start with me and Brian. I'll go pull up my roster real quick. Who's your quarterback, Brian? Jalen Hurts. Nope, Justin Fields better. Um, <laughs> I'm lying. Um, who are your two re- are your three receivers? Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, and Tyler Lockett. Scrubs. Um, I've got Tyreek Hill. It's better than Garrett Wilson. T. Higgins. Who's who's your second one? Calvin Ridley. I'd probably put them maybe similar. Uh, and then Drake London's better than anybody you said. So it's irrelevant. Um, your running backs. Austin Eckler and James Cook. Okay, I've got yep. Jacobs and Pierce. I, I think you probably have the better one, but I think Pierce is better than Cook, and I'm not making that one up. Um, that was not a, a lie. I think Pierce is better than Cook. Um, your tight end. I almost said your Kyle Pitts because that's mine, but that's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> your tight end. Um, right now, I have. In the starting place, Pat Fryermuth, but I could see myself putting uh, Laporta in. Oh, he's a sleeper pick for me this year. I didn't take him in too many, but like he's one that I'm like keep my eye on. Uh, Who's in your flex right now? Uh, Javante Williams. All right, I've got uh, Gabe Davis in mind, but I've got Dalvin Cook, Rashad White, or whatever his name is for Tampa Bay. I don't know it. Um, Kincaid, Johnston, Richardson, and Elliott are my bench. Um, my biggest sleeper on that bench to go more actually talking about my players and less about just ragging on Brian's players. Kincaid's one of my biggest sleepers this year in fantasy. Um, I think he comes in and has a huge year for Buffalo. And so like, he's big for me. And then I think Dalvin cook is too. Like he's dropping in a lot of leagues. And I think he gets a lot of like goal line carries for like, I think what you see with cook um, is almost what I want to see out of Atlanta this year. It's kind of like Brees Hall's taking a lot of like the workload to get them down. But then when they're like that two yards from the goal line, it's Cook that's getting the carry. And so you're seeing like Cook's fantasy numbers are going to be high strictly because of that. Like he's just going to rack up touchdowns. Um, outside of that, I don't love my bench. Um, but I like I was, my lineup. I was feeling pretty high on my team after after the draft. Um, and I still, I still do, but the thing that worries me the most is I would have liked to have had one more wide receiver. Um, I have, I have those three starters and then I only have two on the bench, Nico Collins and Zay Flowers. And I'm like counting on those being like young talents that break out this year. But, um, other than that. I'm like, and and the fact that our league has three starting wide receiver positions, like yeah, that, that just worries it me. Always screws me up because it's like I really like. There's a lot of times that like in the first round, if like I'm a high enough pick, I try and definitely snag a running back because I feel like they're they're like less and less to come by than wide receivers. Yeah. But like in that league, I'm like, no, I need to take a wide receiver. We have three of them in the starting lineup. Yeah. And so it's like, no, I've got, I've got to go. Um, I've got to go wide receiver for that. Um, Anthony, if you want to, like, we can go ahead and kind of just make it like a fantasy roundtable talk where we're talking about 
what players on our roster we think are going to be surprises, what players on our roster we're not happy with, uh, or just like overall how you think your fantasy season is going to go. Anthony, I know that over the summer you lied and said that you were only going to be in one fantasy league. I was. You joined like eight of the ones that I was in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was so done with fantasy this year. I just, I wanted to be a fan and just watch football teams and have fun, see the hidden talent. Now I'm going to be stuck watching exactly my guys again. (laughs) I just remember you're like, you're like, I'm only going to be in one this year. And I was like, are you for real? And you're like, yeah, I'm only doing one. And then literally like every time you want to be in this fantasy league. league? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like all of a sudden, you're in like eight fantasy leagues. I'm like, okay, one turned into eight. So I don't know what, I don't well, know what it, you're doing. It's so bad because people literally treat this game like fucking candy. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, hey, you want to? Uh, you want one? Like, yeah, sure. Oh man, that was that was great. Well, hey, if you don't mind, I have a second one. I'm like, oh, uh, maybe not. Are you sure we're doing dynasty? I'm like, fuck. You know what? Yeah, at least sure. Let's do one. And the worst part numbers. about that is too is if you keep locking yourself in the dynasties, you're literally locking yourself in every year. That's a big problem that I was having. And then also it's like, you know, I had one really, really good. I think it's one that we were in where I'm like, holy shit, I did really, really good. I don't know what everyone was thinking. And then I got to where everyone's probably taking it easy on me. So the next three were like, okay, never mind. Everyone knows what they're doing. This is bad. Well, then we had the one the other day where you were like, are there any of you even drafting? And we're like, yeah. And you're like, my team's stacked. And I'm like, it's an eight-team league. We're all stacked. Yes. And you I were like, hate- oh, is it? And I was like, yeah. I like- hate eight-team leagues. I hate it because that that's the sole reason why. It's like, hold on. I have Mike Evans on my bench, and I don't even need to play him. What's going on? <laughs> I I don't love eight-team leagues. I'm in one 16-team and, and one 14-team, and I'm telling you right now, when I was drafting them, I wanted to bash my head into a wall. If anyone wants to get into fantasy, 10 is a great number for you and some friends. Yeah. 12 is the perfect, perfect way to have a league because you're going to have some losers, and it's going to be hard if people watch football. You get anything past 12, you're just you're gonna get mad and you're gonna want to auto draft at the end because people are literally stealing your players left and right. Well, not just that, like I'm I feel like for my 16 team one, I was drafting players that I didn't know were born. Like, I mean, there was like there were names on there that I just think they threw in so you'd have players to draft, honestly. Like, <laughs> I've never seen these guys hit the field before. Like, I don't you know, all like Key and Pill in there. You're like, who the yeah. hell? Oh, Clinton did. Kingle Mick Kringleberry was my backup quarterback. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't know who these guys are. Like, I ended up with some guy named Ducky Hodges. Like, that's made up. Like, I, we're sitting here. Like it, it was just it was so difficult towards the end of that draft for me to like have entertainment value in who I was taking and being like, ooh, is this guy gonna be it? Probably not, because he's probably never gonna play um for me or anyone else. Um but like I think there's like some picks. Like I know for me, like one pick that I tried to like snag if he was there in later rounds was George Pickens, uh, for Pittsburgh. Like I think he has a big year this year. Um, there were like some picks like that where I was like okay like there's some sleepers like later uh like it, that that's one of my my in the 14 team draft that is, like, I got him later on and he's technically in my starting flex spot but like he was one that I was like ooh that's a later pick but I can feel confident about it because I think he has a solid a solid year 
there was a you you picked up Damian Harris and that was that was a pick that like upset me because <laughs> I was like I was hoping to get him. <laughs> I picked up Damian Harris. Or, wait, no, excuse me, um, Damian Pierce, right? Yes, Damian yes, Pierce. Damian Pierce the, is my second. Got the my wrong, second running got back the wrong last name, but like the I was thinking Texans running back, like solid runner last year. Yeah, probably going to be more involved in the in the passing game this year. I like I was I would have liked to have gotten him, and then when you picked him up, I was upset. <laughs> I uh, I had one, uh, my brother, uh, the, the 14th he wanted, was, my brother was the one that invited invited me to it. And we were, uh, he was like four picks ahead of me and he took Drake London. And then this little asshole texts me and goes, if you weren't in this league, I wouldn't have done that. Oh my God. And I'm just like, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, I hate everything about what you choose to be like it was like it was early enough on to where like it would have been dumb of me to do it but like i almost took took evan mcpherson just so he couldn't have him i was like fine i'll just take your kicker then like uh-huh. <laughs> um it, i was like really dude like whatever like i hope all of your players get hurt week one um cool. uh not cincinnati <laughs> his fantasy team i hope cincinnati does well um but i hope his fantasy team gets hurt week one i don't know who's on it um <laughs> not Drake London, but all the other ones. Um But yeah, I like that. I I I I find fun, fantasy so fun. It makes it and maybe Anthony this is how you're feeling this year too. But like I think fantasy adds a fun aspect to it if your team's not doing very well. Because it gives you kind of still that something to look forward to uh when the games roll around. And you're like, hey, my team might not be making a push for the playoffs or anything this year, but like my fantasy team might. And that's kind of the whole reason we do fantasy. Um, I actually uh, am. We're, uh, does anybody have any more to say on the fantasy route? No. Okay. I'm going to end with this. I just had this question posed to me in a chat, uh, and I actually want to bring it here because I think it's a really good question. Um, it says that the ESPN article says that uh, comeback player of the year award and that one of the like favorites to win it is Calvin Ridley. And so they posed the question, should a player who gets suspended for a year be eligible for comeback player of the year? No. Yeah, I'm leaning no on that. I love Calvin Ridley. I think he does great for Jacksonville this year. I agree. I don't think he should be. Like I, I think that if you're if you're off the field for a reason that was your own doing, then you shouldn't be eligible to win a comeback player of the year award when you're finally lifted from that suspension. And so I would agree with that. I would agree, no, I don't think Calvin Ridley should win that award. Um but since we brought it up, who do you think will win that award? So let's I know we did awards at the beginning, so let's let's end it out with this one since it got brought up. Who do you think wins comeback player of the year? Hmm, that's a good one. You know, I could see who's the who's the the Texans wide receiver who was a rookie last year, but like Mitch Mitch Mechie, yeah. Yeah. What, what was the reason for it again? He had cancer or something like that. He had cancer, yeah. Like it, that now I don't know that that one counts just because he didn't he's not really coming back. He's like, this, this is effectively his rookie year. Right. Can he win rookie of the year? 
um, Ben Simmons does every year in the NBA. Um, that's because Ben Simmons wanted his second year because he was injured the first year. DeAndre Swift making a good comeback player of the year. I could see that. I'm going to go bold prediction slash homer pick and say I could see Kyle Pitts get it. Oh, my God. Sorry. 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 This isn't this isn't football news. I'm just a big Laker fan, and the Lakers got Christian Wood. Just really Did they really? Yes, they did. What? Two years. Oh, f- fuck yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's not that's football news, but don't care. That is a – we have it's been – <laughs> you guys don't understand. Me, Anthony, and another friend of ours have been in a Lakers chat since free agency started, talking about how much we wanted Christian Wood to sign with the Lakers. <laughs> so this is this is big news. Um, but yeah, if I'm going bold prediction homer pick, I think Kyle Pitts could potentially win comeback player of the year. Um, uh, depending on how how good Ritter how good Ritter is. Um, does. DeAndre Swift count? Was he even out last year or did he just suck? I don't think it's comeback player of the year if you suck one year and you're good the next year. Okay, so we're going just they were out. Yeah, right? Like they don't give comeback player to award to somebody. That would be most improved. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, this is like you didn't play and you came back and you had a great year. You got comeback player of the year. So does that change your choice? Man, it that it makes it harder, and I, uh, you know, I don't know how much playing time he's gonna get, and I really feel like he might win it for the wrong reasons. It's just Hamlin, you know. Yeah. Oh God. He. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's definitely gonna win it, right? Yeah, like I feel like, like he died and came back and played football. Like, doesn't he automatically win it? Oh yeah. Like, okay. I mean, let's just give it to him now. If he <laughs> plays one down of football, he died, he, <laughs> and he's playing football. He wins. He played really good in the preseason. So yeah, and he. I mean, he made the fifty-three man roster. Like, I mean, he yeah, was going he, to, but yeah, 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 he wins. Yeah, I mean, he wins it. I don't think we can... We, we just wasted a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, we wasted a lot of time to get around to the guy that died and came back and played. <laughs> like, oh, that guy broke his ankle. He died. <laughs> he was dead. <laughs> and he played football this year, so probably him. <laughs> like, that's his argument. Like, they're like, why do you think you should win it? Do you remember when I died? my heart stopped and they had to bring it back yeah probably. i mean he's a he's a sleeper pick for it <laughs> okay i don't know if that that was rude <laughs> i'd realized it after i said it yeah, no you planned it <laughs> no 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 you did I it really on purpose did not. i almost i almost said dark horse and that should have been oh god <laughs> it's getting worse there's no good there's no good one to use here Uh, no there's not all right on that note we will be back next week to discuss our first opening week of football our uh our our highs and lows and um make predictions again for the upcoming week